Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, battle ready with Father Dan Rehill. Good day. Welcome to Battle Ready. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts. By the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, if you could pray as your special intention for all the victims and their families from the uh, violence and shooting in Nashville at that school, uh, they're in great need of our prayers, and uh, I'm sure they'd be deeply appreciated. Okay, what is the meditation today? Um, What is today's date? What are we up to here? We're up to the 28th. Isn't that interesting? March is almost over. Almost over. So today, the uh, meditation comes to us from Carrie Bucolo. It's called Tesserae of Faith. Looking at a mosaic from far away, it's hard to imagine that it's composed of a multitude of small tiles or tesserae. A single tile is not much to look at. It's small, square, and powerless. But this smallness does not stop the artist who spends countless hours laying tile after tile, knowing that the final image will eventually appear. Faith in God is like a mosaic. It is composed of many small, seemingly insignificant moments in our lives that come together to make something incredible. In today's gospel, the Pharisees question Jesus. Who are you? In their confusion and lack of faith, they cannot process what Jesus is saying, or who he is. His words fall and scatter into an unknowable heap. But for those who believe, Jesus' words come together and form a picture of God's presence and love for them in the scriptures and in the story of salvation. When you lift up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am. There is hope in today's gospel for all of us, especially for those who feel fragmented and shattered. Mosaics show us that the faith and the might of faith can take what is small and powerless to create something entirely new. Just one act of faith next to another and another can turn what is meaningless in our lives into God's greatest work of art. Heavenly Father, I give you this moment as a tesserae of my heart. As I struggle to believe, you are building golden cathedrals in the skies. I trust that everything you do in my life is glorious. Today's suggested penance is to make an act of faith, such as reciting the Apostles' Creed. That would be a good thing to do. All right. So we had this great uh, tragedy occur here in Nashville yesterday. And um, it's, I'll tell you, I opened with the St. Michael prayer because our battle is against powers and principalities it is not against flesh and blood now i'm not giving this woman a pass for what she did um but i am quite certain that she was demon obsessed possessed oppressed in some way 
you don't have that kind of wrath and hatred towards people unless it's coming from hell. Uh, and that's truly what I believe. Um, we'll never really know. I don't think it's going to be. She's unavailable for an interview at this point. But um, this was a targeted event. This was not random by any stretch of the imagination. This was a woman, first of all, not a man. Um, it's interesting to me that many of the uh, news sites are, are calling her a woman, even though she prefers that her pronouns are he, him. That's what she stated on her LinkedIn page. So suddenly, um, all these uh, news sources are not honoring her request. You know, they, they pound in us that we have to do these things. And then because this doesn't fit the bill, because she did a horrific act, they don't want us to know that she's a transgender person. But that's actually a part of the reason this happened. Now, <clears throat> the police are saying they have a motive, but they're not releasing it. But people uh, close to this church um, have spoken about it. And, and one of the things we're hearing is that she was going to the pastor for counseling. Now, I don't know what about, but one would think a transgender person going to a Christian pastor for counseling, it might come up that her gender is actually female, but we don't know for certain that's what she was going to him for. But um, she targeted his daughter. She was angry at the pastor, and she targeted his daughter, and not just his daughter, but his sons. The other school that I don't think they've released the name of yet that she had blueprints for was MBA. That's where his sons went to school. So this was an act of rage and uh, revenge for, I don't, I don't know what, but this was a targeted event. You know, when Jesus spoke about, uh, you will be persecuted because of me, I can't think of a greater example of that than this poor pastor who's going to live with this for the rest of his life. Uh, how horrible for him, for his community, for his parish. Uh, but uh, here we are, you know, here we are. So we got to pray for these people. I would say you, everyone lift them up with a rosary today, you know, commend them into the heart of Our Lady for her maternal consolation and healing. Um, the love only a mother can can give at the, during times like this would be so important that we pray that rosary for this community. Um, such a tragedy, really. I mean, no other word. Tragedy. And, uh, you know, all the political agendas that are going to creep in over the next week um it, that doesn't need to be talked about right now you know um and soft targets are soft targets you know your grocery store your kid's school um the shopping mall these are places where human beings have access even the school you know that school was locked down I heard last night, I was watching The Five, and uh, Judge Jeanine was ranting. She was really upset, screaming, lock the damn doors. Well, guess what? The doors were locked. She shot the glass and then opened the door by the handle. So um, locking the doors didn't do anything. They had video all over the campus. We see this person driving up to the top of that hill to the school, getting out of the car, walking over to the door, all on video. Video to cameras didn't help. Now, somebody told me she pulled the fire alarm. That's a very clever move. When the fire alarm is pulled in a school, the kids all come running out in the hallway. Um, like I said, this was diabolical in its in its creation. 
So um, this isn't going to, you know, mend anybody's heart talking about it. I think it's important we realize uh, our true protection comes from uh, God in heaven, and we have to always be ready to go home to heaven. We do not know the day nor the hour. We, it's just simply not available. Uh, I don't know if that would be something that would help us or hinder us, but we don't know the day or the hour. So every day we wake up, we have to be uh, in a state of grace, ready to do the Father's will, regardless of where that takes us and what happens to us. Because the more these things start happening, the more they're going to paint Christians as the enemy. That's what's going to happen. Uh, it's it's um, it's actually, uh, you can see the brilliance in the plan. The more we keep saying that it's wrong, homosexuality is wrong, transgender is not a real thing, it's fake. The more we keep saying these things, the more the world is going to keep fighting back and uh, waging a war against Christians. And by the way, there was a study out yesterday that... Uh, uh, Attacks against Christians around the world are spiking through the roof right now. We don't really see it so much in America yet, but it's happening. It's happening all over the world. So um, pray your rosary. Uh, go to confession. If you haven't been to confession in, uh, I would say, three months, you need to go to confession. And then put it in your count, in your phone as an appointment and hit repeat every month. And go once a month. And this is how we keep our souls clean. This is what makes us pleasing to God when we would take our salvation seriously. When we would take our salvation seriously. Today, if you went to Mass, the reading uh, this morning uh, was um, from the book of Numbers. And the Numbers is tracking the part of the book, is tracking the Israelites as they move through the desert. Uh, I'm going to read you. It's not too long. I'm going to read it to you. <clears throat> from Mount Hor, the children of Israel set out on the Red Sea Road to bypass the land of Edom. But with their patience worn out by the journey, the people complained against God and Moses. Why have you brought us up from Egypt to die in this desert, where there is no food or water? We are disgusted with this wretched food. In punishment, the Lord sent among the people seraph serpents which bit the people, so that many of them died. Then the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned in complaining against the Lord and you. Pray the Lord to take the serpents away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a seraph and mount it on a pole. And whoever looks at it after being bitten will live. Moses accordingly made a bronze serpent and mounted it on a pole. And whenever anyone who had been bitten by a serpent looked at the bronze serpent... He lived. Well, that's quite a story. The The one line that stands out to me, <clears throat> we are disgusted with this wretched food. They're, they're very unhappy. They're very ungrateful. Ungratefulness is a sin. Did you know that? Just because it's not written as one of the commandments, it doesn't mean that it, it's not a sin. A sin is anything that uh, puts us uh, at odds with God. Certainly complaining to him that he's not a good provider is a sin because he is a good provider um so when we look at this you know first of all they're in the desert the desert's a tough place you don't have to walk through sand to experience the desert though the desert it's a place of great harshness and trials and desolation and isolation i have been to the desert in the holy land 
Um, I've been to the desert in New Mexico. It's a place where the wind is just blisteringly hot in the summertime, but it's also biting cold in the winter. It's lonely, it can be painful, and it's very, can be very frightening, particularly at night. And uh, the desert, uh, not the physical desert, but the, the metaphor for the desert, it's here. It's in our world, it's in our culture, it's in our homes, in our marriages, it's in our workplaces, our cities, it's in our country. And uh, yesterday, the desert, in a very real way, came to Nashville. The desert arrives when tragedy strikes. The desert appears in the face of failure. The biting wind returns when we are injured by others. Uh, but that's not all the desert is. You know, let's be clear about that. The desert is not just pain. It's also a place of consolation. It's a place of value. There's no consoling beauty like the amazing sunsets that happen in the desert. Uh, also, if you've ever been in, in, in near a desert that just had a big spring rain, within a day or two, the whole desert has a, this blossoming of all these little wildflowers that pop up so quickly. Nothing like it. Spectacular to see. And the desert can also be a place of purification. And that, too, has a great value. So in the solitude and the silence of the desert, we're kind of taken out of ourselves and we can discover a new way of seeing and hearing and living. The emptiness of the desert opens our minds and our hearts to the voice of God. If you would recall, <coughs> excuse me, God spoke through the prophet Hosea. He said, I will lure them into the desert and speak to their heart. He was speaking about the Israelites, the disobedient Israelites. Isn't it interesting that God, his first response to disobedience is affection Effect, eventually he will discipline if we are so stubborn we won't listen to you know his kind gentle um biddings to us but and that's who is out of love you know if you love your child you're going to discipline them because you don't want them to grow up and be brats but his first response is to lure them into the desert and speak to their heart sometimes people get lost in the desert it can happen. When we fall into sin, the desert swallows us. We become trapped and stranded. And that's where a lot of the country is right now. We're trapped in the desert of sin. The only antidote to all this violence and evil is God. It's not banning guns. It's not uh, any of the things, putting up boundaries and gates and borders and fences and bulletproof glass you know, you can do all that stuff, but it's not going to matter uh, when somebody's hell-bent on violence. They're going to find a way, you know. Um, but I don't know why we as a, as a people have not turned back to God the way the Israelites continually did. We really need to do that. We need somebody with national importance to come before the American people and ask the people of this country to turn back to God corporately as a country that we would get on our knees and say, Lord, we have sinned against you. We are sorry. Please have mercy on us. That's what the Israelites did today in that reading. You know, these, these serpents came to them and were biting them and killing them. <clears throat> you know, we're having a... Uh, uh, crime wave across this country you could call it serpents 
that are killing everybody. It's violence. That's the serpent of today. Um, we need to repent and turn back to God and ask for his mercy and his pardon. And then we have to live according to his commands, not the world's. That's the thing that's going to save the country. But I don't hear anybody saying it. So it's likely not to happen. So what happens? Well, the Jews, they realize they've made a mistake and they're seeing their loved ones die from these uh, snakes that are bi poisonous snakes biting them. Um, sin always brings consequences. It poisons us, our minds, our bodies, our hearts, and our uh, community. Sin has a communal effect too. But on the other hand, sin and suffering often brings about uh, an opening of our eyes, just like it did with these Jews. There's a clarification happening that we need God and his mercy. When are we going to get to this point where we understand that we need, if it's not an option, it is compulsory. We need God and his mercy. We can't live without God. We're just going to live a life of horror without God. We have to turn back to God. So <clears throat> they say, please take away these serpents. And Moses prays, and what does God do? Well, he doesn't take away the serpents, not initially. He says, mount a serpent on a pole, and whoever looks at it after being bitten will live. Notice he doesn't remove the problem. Those snakes are still slithering through the camp, biting people. But now the people won't die. They get to go look at the serpent on the pole, and they live. So they're still suffering, but they're not going to die. You see, the penance has to be there. There's justice involved with sin, and the people have to pay the price. Um, similarly, we look at Jesus. He came into the world that was just rampant with sin and evil, and he didn't eliminate the sin, because that would eliminate free will. He eliminated eternal death. So by him being lifted up on the cross and mounted on that wood, he ended death, eternal death, and he ended, he ended, uh, he provided a solution for the problem of sin, that we could go to him and be recreated in his sacramental grace. But, you know, the suffering is still there. The pain is still there of living in a broken world, but now we have a solution to guide us out of the problem world. He said in the gospel, Jesus did that, uh, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will realize that I am. See what he did there? He's, he's not only uh, letting them know they'll recognize him, who he is as a person, but they're going to recognize who he is as God. I am is, you know, the great Tetragrammatron, uh, Yahweh. So here we are, Catholics, Christians, we're journeying through the desert of life, through this world, through this valley of tears, toward the promised land. And the promised land, I mean, ultimately it's heaven, uh, but it really, wherever Jesus is, there too is heaven. So uh, when you're with Jesus, you will never be lost in the desert. Although, for now, we're forced to walk through it. But isn't that what Lent is all about? And I would say, isn't that what life is all about? Walking through the desert with Jesus. 
the paradise and the oasis of peace comes in heaven. Uh, that's our goal. So once again, we have to be prepared. We have to be ready for the day we meet Jesus. And, you know, for the for the Catholic who's living in a state of grace and who loves God, um, you have nothing to worry about. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say uh, walk through life with blinders on because we have to be aware of the dangers that are around us. But God does provide, you know. And for at least six of those people that died yesterday, well, I hope they're having a great day in paradise. Um, you know, nine-year-old kids, pretty usually pretty innocent, going to a Christian school. The teachers, Christians, um, that were, you know, uh, living a life of sacrifice. To be a teacher is a life of sacrifice, by the way. They're underpaid, and... Um, and they're forming little people into hopefully virtuous adults. So that's a very heroic and wonderful vocation. So um, as for the shooter, who knows what happened? Uh, we don't know what went through her head. You know, if she was possessed, that would uh, limit part of her free will. Um, we just don't know. Jesus said to pray for your, for our enemies. So even even that woman, we should we should be praying for her soul. Um, I know people don't like to hear that, but that's that's the truth. That is the truth. So, uh, yes, it's a rather somber day across our country, but um, you know, you have to you have to pull yourself up and go on with living, even in in the uh, shadow of death. So that's what we will do. So, since we have a few minutes, um, let's just pray a little chapel of mercy if we can pray that right now in the name of the father son and holy spirit amen we offer this chaplet of mercy up for all the victims and for all the families and all those suffering particularly that pastor um that uh, our lady would console and heal all those afflicted <clears throat> our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, and have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. I trust you to pray those last two decades, but it is time for me to sign off. Let me give you my priestly blessing. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a wonderful day. This is Father Dan signing off.